first! Over the line! What we've got here is failure to communicate. I want winners. I call that bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. And here are your hosts, R.J. Young and Brandon Drum. It's RJ Young. I am here with Brandon Drum. This is a couple hours after Lincoln Riley's spring football presser practice deal where he said a lot of things, some of which I thought was interesting. Brandon, not so much. Brandon, why don't you think this was No, I mean, I, I, I thought it was interesting. I just thought there was nothing like super groundbreaking. You know, like I, I figured, you know, we would get to hear a little bit of, you know, their position movements that possibly have already happened. Um, I thought somebody might ask, hey, look, what are some of the personnel movements that you all have made? Like Kenneth Murray is one of the most intriguing guys, you know, heading into this, you know, speed D that they call it. Um, is he going to fit into the mic? Or are they going to slide Levi Draper or a uh, Deshaun White over there? Um, is is Kenneth Murray going to move over to the rushbacker? I mean, he fits that. With his size, his speed, I mean, the guy ran a four-five-nine forty last year. He ran a four-five-two, and he's hovering around two forty-five. I mean, he's big enough, he's tall enough, he's he's fast enough. I don't know if he has the bend for it. I mean, there's a lot of interesting aspects about Kenneth Murray in this defense uh, that it's going to be fun to watch as a spring and obviously as a summer and as we get into the fall. Um, that was probably the one thing I was looking most forward to, and there wasn't a lot of that. Obviously, Riley talked to toe the line with the Mordecai and the uh, Jalen Hurts, and we all know Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter, It's, but he can't publicly say that. And, um, I mean, other than that, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the fan, the adult camp was an interesting little talk. Um, I would love to be to be able to just cover that, you know, just to be able to be a guy they let in just just go in there and write like a piece on it as it, as it unfolds after your experience of doing that. Uh, I think that, that was probably – that was pretty interesting. Um, Hell, I got half uh, of mine to just sign up. I know. Just, just, I know. Here's, here's my <laughs> monthly check or whatever and and just go and, and then just vlog it on YouTube. I got – because I, I – look – I understand there's a lot of folks that are listening right now, and there's a lot of folks out there who aren't, who absolutely are 100% in on the men's fantasy football camp. But yeah, I would like to cover it from the standpoint of covering recruiting. I would like to give adults a dose of just what it is that we do, and the way that we talk about the kids, we'll talk about you. Huh? How wide is your behind? You know what? That stomach stomach ain't going to make it out here at Oklahoma, fam. Nah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you're just not going to get an offer, okay? I understand you're from the state of Oklahoma, but you're just not good enough to come here. Like, I would love to be able to do that as well. I, uh, yeah. but that's, that's the beginning and the end of it. I think that you could have gotten more out of this by just bringing back the ladies' camp and the, and the ladies' football clinics because goodness knows there are a lot of folks that really love that thing, and I don't know what you're really serving by letting grown-ass men pardon me. He's bringing them back. He said he's bringing it. Uh, Next I think spring. Yeah. Next yeah, spring. So, Why isn't he here this spring? I yeah. don't know. I, I mean, I'm I, with you on that. I thought that. I thought that was. I always wondered what happened to that because that thing was really 
fun for the ladies. Um, I, I, I thought it was fun to just watch them get out there and try to do some of the things, and they realize just how hard it is. And but they have a good time doing it. No, I, 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 think, I, every, I think more from the standpoint of they're able to talk about this in such a way yeah. already that it is intelligent and when they come out of that thing they mm -hmm. have an experience that a lot of other folks don't have specifically men right and me and that this is football is played by men i would love to just have an opportunity for women to be like you know what getting out of a three-point stance really isn't that hard and y'all make it out to be this big deal and it's not <laughs> it's not you know i would really Except like them to have an opportunity pushing on you to be like no i run a faster 40 than you husband you know i just i, I geek on that kind of stuff because my, my mom's a football person you know, she loves the game, but there's just too much chauvinism and machismo in this. But we're talking way too much about a men's fantasy football camp. Um, <laughs> so, like, to I thought that you were, you make a good point about Kenneth Murray Jr. and what he's doing. The uh, the thing I also wanted to know and wanted him to speak to Derek Green and Ron Tatum and junior college yeah. or, or grad transfers on the defensive line. Because they're doing what I've thought and what you thought and what our reporting has supported, which is get bigger at smaller positions and get smaller at bigger positions. Now, what uh -huh. I also found terribly frustrating about this presser, he refused to say what formation they're running. We're going to call it the Speed D. All right, cool. I'll put that on a T-shirt. It's a 3-4. I, I get that, <laughs> but let him say that is what I'm saying. Let him come out and say that. Why not? What do you have to lose by telling us that you're running a 3-4 with a stand-up rush in? Cool. We all understand that. We're smart football people. Instead of getting us all jazzed up about what we already know is going to be a big spring game, speak to yeah. the things that fans are smart. Fans want information. Yeah. You know? And why don't you speak to those things? I, yeah, and the other thing I found interesting was the A.D. Miller thing. I mean, that was— No, that came out of left field. Yeah. Yeah, that that did. That was the one thing that kind of was like, wait, what? I'm glad he got out and. <laughs> So, so, um, I, here's, here's the crazy part. Um, what are they going to do with, you know, uh, prior? I mean, the Juco, I mean, did they have a spot for him? No, I don't think. Well, okay. So he said this, he said, A.D. Miller does not count a cost as a scholarship. Yeah. I understood that. But I mean, how does that in retrospect? Cause, cause how does that affect, uh, prior's blue shirt? Or whatever, however they're trying to work that into the 2019 class. You know, that... it's really difficult to tell who is a take here. Mm -hmm. And it's really difficult to tell why they're taking who they're taking. Because, yeah, we get that the wide receivers are always going to be like running backs. You want to have a bunch of them. But it's not that D uh, DJ Graham and Trevin West aren't good players. They're absolutely great players. Well, DJ Tell told me, and I wrote about this on our site, that he feels he's coming in as a defensive back. Right, which is a problem. Because you and I are doing the math here. Three is the number, right, on, on, on CBs. And that dude ain't necessarily playing safety. You know, I think four. I think they want four corners. See, and that's that. Okay, so we're, I mean, we're gonna get this sus. Yeah, but they're gonna right? fudge. They're trying to fudge some numbers. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I and I get the DJ can go either way, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, that might be this year's Michael Thompson, which again is another weird friggin' story. Oh, we first offered the kid at at offensive tackle, where it's clear he wanted to play defensive tackle. Yeah, and it's clear he had opportunities to do that yeah. elsewhere. And I. My, I got I got some reporting too, like I'm sure you do, that he put on weight during the rehab, and I'm going, yeah, because he thought he was going to yeah, play the did. nose. He thought he was going to play the mm -hmm. zero in Mike Stoops' scheme, and that's what they've been building toward. 
So don't ding the kid and tell me that he's out of shape because he's, he's not. He just got bigger. And then they brought in a guy that wants to go smaller. And, yeah, he already came in at 3 330? I think his mom – I talk, yeah, I talked to his mom. She said he's okay with the move. I mean, he's actually kind of – I mean, he understands. And I, I feel like, you know, she made it sound like, hey, look, I mean, he, he understands the deal. And um, he has an opportunity under Bill Biedenboe to – really progress and become a really good offensive lineman because he is that athletic that he can do that. He is basically Jamal Brown part two, if if you really want to get down to the nuts and bolts of it. Just well, athletically, he hey can man, do both. I, that's not in dispute here, right? I think we agree on that. But we also agree that Bray Walker could go either way. We also agree that, that any of these kids that had on a yellow jersey in January – can play on either side of the ball. But I think there is something to be said for a kid that absolutely wanted to play one position or another. And sometimes, you know, like we look at, say, let's 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 use a real-world example, okay? Buki and Justin Broyles are corners. They both played safety last year. Were they, uh, uh, were they awful? God, no. They were far from that. Were they amazing? No either. Would they be better corners? Probably. Why? Because that's where their hearts are, right? Now, I get wanting to help out the team and wanting to get on the field, and at the end of the day, that's what you're going to do. But I'm not necessarily sold on Michael Thompson as an offensive lineman if he's even just a little bit thinking, man, it sure would be nice to be able to play the nose. Yeah, I mean, he he's he's certainly built for the nose. Um, I think he would have been a really good nose tackle as well. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they do try to do something with him where – you know, he's an offensive guard or tackle, whatever they decide to move him. And um, maybe in, you know, goal line or short down and distance, they bring the guy in and let him plug the middle because he's that good. He can do that. Uh, I think that would be pretty interesting. I mean, other players have done it. Why couldn't why couldn't they do something like that with him? And ultimately that would help him when it comes time for, you know, awards and All-Americans and stuff like that because – He's a multifaceted guy that can do multiple things out on the field that some other guys can't do. Yeah, well, and again, that just gets me back to the to the whole idea of tweeners and the whole idea of positions. Yep. And I get that Grinch doesn't know what he has. I mean, that's that was what was most yeah, clear about his Yeah, that's ultimately what it's down to. Yeah. Right, he doesn't know what he has. And he'll know a lot about what he has at the end of spring ball. But even then, we're not going to know a whole lot because there's still some kids out here that can – absolutely contribute. Marcus Hicks, mm-hmm. Joseph Wette, David Uwebu. Those are the ones that are coming off the top of my head, right? And I'm yep. just I'm looking at what you're going to roll out there and I'm not necessarily convinced that you're not going to do some moving and shaking, but also if Kenneth Murray Jr. knows all your calls in the middle, right? And that's your smartest middle linebacker, you're going to have to leave him right there. But with this new defense, it seems like all of that could be up in smoke, but smart is smart. It's kind of like this whole and I'm glad he spoke yeah. to this, the Charlie Casserly thing of, is that kid smart enough to play? And I think Kenneth Murray Jr. was moved to the mic because he's smart enough to play, right? And yeah. that, and if you got a hesitation or you don't know the calls and you're not the DC on the field, you can't play Mike. And I think that's being overlooked when we look at Kenneth Murray because he is the kind of dude that looks the, like he needs to have 12 guys tackle him off the bus. Yeah, but, and, I mean, and I, agreed. I, I, he I, also, go ahead. He also has a guy that, I mean, Oklahoma also has two other guys that 
are really, really smart football players in Deshaun White and Levi Draper. So it's not like they – I mean, those guys have been mics their whole life. So but they're going to know and say what? But who started? Well, right. I mean, ultimately, Draper got hurt, and then right. uh, Deshaun was a freshman last so, year. And I, and so I, the way that I would counter that is – Kenneth Murray Jr. was a freshman, and he was told to play the Mike. Right. And I'm saying that if you could have had an opportunity to tell me that you could have started Deshaun White and Mike and Kenneth Murray Jr. at will, you would have probably done that because then you're free to use Curtis Bolton in the way that you wanted to use Ryan Jones and Caleb Kelly all year. Anyway, I mean, we keep going on around it, and I get your point, though. Your point is well taken that you have other guys that can play the position, but you also have other guys that play the rush in that are coming in in the summer, and I don't know where you're going to yeah. put Kenneth Murray Jr., but you got to have him on the field. <laughs> The lost guy in all this is Jalen Redman. Well, like, yeah. Everybody yeah. completely forgets how good he was when he was healthy last year. But is he going to be healthy? Like that's, that's the question everybody wants to know, and we can't get a straight answer from anybody. No matter who you talk to, sources, whatnot, nobody wants to give you a straight answer on that because I don't think anybody really knows how he's going to hold up once it all starts going. He He's going, you know, he's going through all this stuff and – the winter and all that stuff, but what's going to happen when the pads start popping and the heat gets hot and all that stuff? Is, is something else going to happen just like it did last year twice? I mean, it, you know, Riley came out and said when it happened, look, this isn't near as bad as the first time around. Um, he said basically he could have come back last year, but they didn't want to rush him back in and risk it happening again. Do you – feel that that's going to happen again during the spring nobody really knows he's just got to go out there and try it and if it does i mean i mean it may be a lost cause for the kid and that that's the suckiest part about it because he's got a chance to be something special all right so every kid at oklahoma has a chance to be something special one yeah but he's two ridiculous. no I, I need that acknowledged i do i really do because i fight that everywhere i go like that kid didn't piss a drop okay First of all, that kid picked Oklahoma when he probably would have been some sort of Division II All-American. If he goes to Abilene Cooper, if he, or not Cooper, Abilene Christian. Abilene Cooper's a high school. If he goes to Oklahoma State, you know, like, for instance, like, I look at a kid like Dylan Stoner at Oklahoma State, who's a good player for them, plays in the slot, pretty good. Does that dude even crack the lineup at Oklahoma? No. Ooh, I, I think, you don't think no, so? No, no. You're so deep. That's what I'm saying. So, like, Jalen well, Redmond. You know, think about the thing about stoner is he could have been a safety too and a really really good one well he could have been a, a safety really on a one. really bad defense last year how about that yeah but i mean <laughs> he could have been a good one well i mean and, that, that's my, a, my deal with redmond is he's only played two years of football again literally only two years if you're alex grinch you don't want to gamble on a guy that isn't a, a true blue five-star recruit because then you're giving reps away to somebody else that you know is but gonna he is a five-star uh, I mean, he Redman? was rated a five star. Jalen yeah. Redmond, I gotta look this up, cause I, I if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But like, Jalen Redmond. No, a I mean, star. I could have swore he was a five star coming out. Like at the very no, end, he's they four rated star. Five star. He's four star. Now he might. Oh, uh, that's the composite. That's the composite. I'm looking okay. at it. I'm staring at it. Cause I was. So going, he's composite five. Uh, no, he's a composite four. He is a composite four. I mean, I guess he's a five star on. Something, because I, I know people made a big deal about uh, it. Wait a second, two four seven. He's a he's a top twenty four seven five star. So okay. so on so on our parent rankings, he's a five star. In the composite, he's a four star. 
and I okay. generally use the composite for most things, even as okay. ESPN t continues to screw up the rankings. But be yeah. that as it may, I know what I have in guys coming in, like Marcus Hicks, like Joseph Wete, like uh, David Uguebu. I know what I got in Mark Jackson. I know what I got in, in Ronnie Perkins. And I need Jalen Redmond to be able to go. And I don't uh -huh. need him to be able to go in the spring, right? I don't even need him to be able to go in the summer. But I need to know what I have in August. And if I don't have yeah. it, I don't want to – I hate to put it this way, but I, I don't want to give rep to that kid but when I need to be giving him somebody else. Think of it. Think about this. Okay. You have you call it the speed D, right? And, right. And they're, well, that's, that's what exactly they call what, it. I need to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's what they call it, and that's ultimately what they're trying to find, right? Right. Well, think about this. You have a guy who is basically known as a speed rusher and Jalen Redmond who's put on the weight that still ultimately kept his speed, according to what we're told – at 260 pounds or whatever he's weighing right now. Um, you can put him down there at the five. You can put uh, Neville Gallimore running a 4.76 in the middle, and then you have Ronnie Perkins on the other side. That is speed rush right there. Then you have Kenneth Mann. Coming. I mean, he can rotate in and out of there. I mean, oh, you're going to have to rotate. We're shading the captain? No, I, I'm not. I'm just saying that's you're, I think I'm visualizing – what you have talent-wise, you're calling it speed, speed D. You want speed rushers. Those are your three fastest rushers on the defensive line. It's I'm, not even close. I'm, I'm still not sold on that because I've seen Dago Uwebu's footwork and I've seen Joseph Wette come off the ball. I'm just I'm now, saying. I watched him do that footwork. Or I don't even know what drill he was doing. <laughs> they had nothing to do with football hey, when I was watching Hey, it. let me put it another way. Let me put it another way. For the people that want to shade these drills that they don't understand and don't think they have anything to do with football, I know they don't because I was texted by somebody that knows. Hey, hey, what hey, the heck is hey, that? hey, hey, can you ballroom dance? Can hey, you? Hey, man, I don't know. Right, well, no. I mean, does ballroom dancing translate to football? It sure does. If you can get up on your toes and you can demonstrate balance and you can demonstrate changing direction, it doesn't matter that you don't recognize it as a football skill. You're, just, you're taking up for a kid right now who's played two years of football. You're telling me that if he didn't have footwork, he wouldn't be able to play? Come no, on he now. He was a freaking all-state basketball player. And, and and what do you need to be a freaking all-state basketball player? You need outstanding feet. you got to be able to get yeah. back. So I'm well, saying that, that he, you have options. I know he has good footwork. That's why I know he has good footwork. I'm saying you have options, right? And and because you have options, you're not married to the idea of putting Jalen Redmond on the field. That's what I'm saying, right? Because I, the, the whole I'm thing biased. with this defense I really, was— I want that kid to be on the field because there you I go. watched him play in high school. Yeah, there you I go. Do. I got I watched that now. him, and I watch him dominate. That's how I feel about dominate. Levi Draper, right? I well, want to see Levi you Draper don't think play I don't football. Feel that way about Levi no, 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 no. But I'm saying like the way where, where you were willing to die on that hill, right? On the on the Jalen Redmond hill of that dude can absolutely play. Oh, well, oh, dude, I've been willing to die on the Draper hill long before anybody. No, else. no, and I get that, right? But like that's what I'm saying is like me if if somebody was pinning me to the wall the way I'm pinning you to the wall on Draper, that's how I would feel. Yeah. And I'm saying that that kid needs to play football. Like, between him and Kenneth Murray Jr., I love those guys as linebackers, but the only yeah. other guy that I would fight for, I think, on this defense right now— Is White? No. No, really? I like White. I like Deshaun. I think his time is going to come. Ronnie Perkins, right? Ronnie nope. Perkins? Nope. He's got the most Neville? upside. He's going to play. I don't have to fight Ronnie Perkins. Neville? Ronnie Perkins is, Ronnie Perkins is a starter. Neville's going to be the starter by default because you just don't trust QO. So you, I'm going to guess Buki, right? No, you're not going to get there. Okay. Fields? Nope. Although he's gonna play, he's gonna be good. No, yeah, he's gonna be really. He's good. He's gonna be good. He's um, probably the smartest. He's DB so back smart. There. He's yeah. so smart. Smartest yeah. DB back there. Uh, yep, by far. Um, Brown. Uh uh. Man, he's another one. I 
I figured you would probably the fastest he's, guy. On I the mean, team. he's yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's the guy. I, I in defensive back wise, him and Phils are the guys I go out swing for. And Barnes. Um, Wait, is, well, uh, I don't know, man. I used to be a Barnes. Well, I, I'm talking. We're talking about. I thought we were talking about like people you know personally. Oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, no. The guy I fight for is Ryan Jones. Ryan Jones. Oh yeah, well, is I a, was on that ledge last year. And I got freaking blasted. Uh, for but it. but no, make. He's an eighth man in the box. He's a strong yeah, safety. Yeah, he's unbelievable. I'm he's with a you cru- 100% I mean, that, that, on that. That man's yeah. upside is ridiculous. It is. Stop it making is. him play the Sam. I got sound. for that last year for the, saying, saying exactly what you're saying. God, he's I'm a strong side safety. He's a strong yeah, safety. That's what he is. Let yeah, him go. Well, like He's 240 pounds. He's not a strong side safety anymore. You know what? Cam <laughs> Chancellor was 240 pounds. Yeah, and that's what I see. Yeah, putting weight on this dude. I, I don't know. Uh, you know what? If you're back to Lincoln in the press conference, slim him down. I mean, this yeah, is a guy that came up coming, to. playing wide out. Come on. Yeah. Like, just every time I see Lion Jones on the field, good things happen. And then you put yeah, Caleb Kelly in re- there because I don't know. to start the year. Yeah, I just, he was so good last year. God, I uh, give that kid a shot. You know, they took him off, and he never got back out there for, for uh, you know, Caleb Kelly. Because today, like right now, right now, I got to make I got to make Pat Fields my free, and I got to make Ryan Jones my strong. Nickel mm-hmm. is still a work in progress because I think that Jaden Davis is going to have an opportunity to compete for that job. I think I'm with you with Jaden. I think Jaden and Buki are going to be But Jamal Davis. Morris is going to have a lot to say about it. Jeremiah Cradell is going to have a lot to say about it. See, Jamal, I like Jamal. I like Jamal. It's Cerebral. A lot. Cerebral. Like, yeah, he's so smart. Kid just I gets agree. it. You know, so I mean, you I got like options back strong. there. But like, I look at it another yeah, way. That's and, what people don't get. There's so many options and deep. It's not, and people are like, dude, there's not that much talent back there. I'm like, what are you all smoking? Well, okay, like, so, so they're good. They just need taught up properly. Confidence has a lot to do with when you're a defensive back. Yeah, and if you don't have confidence and you're thinking, you're screwed. Uh, uh, Played it from the time I was in first grade on, and it's, it's. Uh, if you're not confident, you're gonna get beat ninety percent of the time because you're second a, guessing everything. I'd be a heck of a DB coach, but I'm, I got a, I'm, I'm a quarterback. With with a linebacker's pedigree, I just I just want no man. I want a bunch of Jeremiah Trotters. <laughs> Hit the gap every single time. Hit the A gap. Just anyway. Uh, no, I look at DBs in the same way that we look at running backs. You can never yeah. have too many, and uh-huh. well, somebody's gonna be hot and somebody's not. Just that's just the way it is. Yep. You know, uh, it's confidence, that's, and that's kind of the thing. The other part I wanted to bring up in Lincoln's presser. But real quick, can when we go back to that confidence, like you and I are talking about with defensive back, it isn't. There's not one player on the defense that epitomizes that more than Pondell Motley. Ooh. Uh. But no, hear me out. Hear me out on this. Okay. So, so think about how he starts the year. He's so good the first three or four games. Like just remember Ohio State, just ridiculous, just shut down. Last year, the first three or four games, just completely shut down, makes plays, right? He gets beat once or twice, and the dude goes into a shell, and he never gets back. So that's what I'm talking about, like confidence. is like the second it's taken from him, it's done. And, and it goes the same with like a wide receiver, Charleston Rambo. I was told by a guy that's, you know, well knowledgeable about all that, that the second that guy picked it up and got the confidence – that's when he turned it on last year, and 
they're they're banking on that to still be happening going into this year and really really you know kind of are they because lincoln said something curious which is we're really happy to have ad back because we're thin at wide receiver to which my ears started going wait what yeah but then he talked about him being the guy to replace Marquise Brown later on. I, I don't think he later. actually mentioned Marquise Brown or, or Charleston. I think he, he said he did. We, he said he talked about fat. He said the first of the guys that come to mind replacing him were Charleston Rambo and Jaquelin Crawford. Okay, so like, all right, well, mm, I got I got some reservations about Jaquelin, but also, why is what's wrong with Michael Jones? Like, I can't get a straight answer on that. You either. can't stay healthy. Well, I mean, that, then, then to me, that's a Jalen Redmond situation because when that dude's on the field, good things happen. Yeah, but I mean, like, he literally can't stay healthy to where he can't. I mean, he can't stay like. And if Jaylen that's the Redmond, case, why did Jaylen you move? Why did you move in the outside? Like, a blood clot. like this dude, like breaks bones. Well, I mean, Rodney <laughs> Anderson to... broke bones, and and we can make an argument that dude couldn't stay healthy. But when no, he was on I mean, the field, that's, that's a fact. But I mean, he played more than than. Uh, uh, homeboys ever played right, and I don't think that that's. I think, not. I think I know. Michael was healthy for for games that he didn't play. Right, but I mean, he wasn't. He was healthy, but he wasn't like physically. See, this, ready. This has me on that tangent of like, I get asked a lot, you know, if if I had a kid, what position would he play, and yada yada yada, because parents and recruiting and what is good for my kid versus not what's not good for my kid. Running back and wide receiver just seem to be filled with if you don't have confidence or you don't have a coach's trust, you might not ever play. Because think about how how good we felt about Bob Stoops' kid. Came out, looked good, played well, played one game. Like, basically got one game against his red shirt. Now, I get that he's walking mm-hmm. on, but it also is a kid that had an opportunity to go to Iowa and Memphis, so he ain't no scrub. And when no, people yeah. want to talk about slot receivers— He's your prototypical possession slot receiver, dude. They can just get He'll open. He'll play. He'll play this year. Well, I mean, I, I'm I, just saying. Yeah. If Bob Stoops' kid has a hard time getting on the football field, and he's good, yo, like, can you like? I mean, and now, and Jalen now Robinson was a prime example, and he's transferring. He did right. the same thing. He came out early. Right. But I mean, he he had he had discipline issues, though. So there's a difference. Well, I mean, okay. Uh, that so like, that's another issue that I got is, you just brought in. Four good receivers, three five stars, mm-hmm. according to whomever. Somebody is going to be gone, but somebody's always gone, right? Some wide receiver's always mm-hmm. going to go, and you and we expected Ad Miller to be a guy coming out of the box the, that didn't. You know, the thing I, they're doing though is they're going to move Trajan to slot, so I think he's going to play, and I think I think Weeson Hazelwood will play. I think they will all three play quite a bit this year. Yeah, but because. Brandon, I counted the metrics. Brandon, I counted the I counted the metrics. They ran more they ran more tight end slot than they ran slot. So so the dudes that were well, playing that's because they had they didn't have like last year because of, you know, injuries and being down to a a guy that, you know, Jalen Robinson was a guy they brought in. He couldn't stay out of trouble and then um and just had issues. He didn't play you know, slot, he played outside. They moved him into slot some too, and then they they had um, uh, obviously they had Drake, and then obviously but he's a walk on freshman, and then they you, you had know, Miles Tease, and they they 
Yeah, I mean, but then you're down to walk-ons again, basically. A guy that they just put on scholarship. Hey, man. And, I mean, that's why they did it. Hey, man, I I look at it and said, I mean, you, you have got a five-star. You, you just put Lee down. Morris on scholarship, and he played more snaps than Miles Tease, okay? So I don't want to get that argument going because that kid's a yeah, walk-on, I mean, too. Do you, do you consider him a – do you see, consider Morris a, a tight end or a wide receiver? Tight end. Really? The same way that Mark Andrews was a tight end. He was a wide out in high school, well, too. Except for Mark Andrews put his hand in the dirt. Uh, look, they ran more they ran more slot with tight ends because they wanted to go big. All right? That's what I'm telling you is that they're they're phasing out the short dudes. And I don't, you know, I'm not faulting them for that. Run what you're going to run. But don't tell me that you're moving a guy inside because he's going to big depth up there. You're moving him inside because he's 6 feet tall. Do you think do you think that they're doing that or do you think they're just playing to their strengths cuz Riley's known for being able to play their strengths cuz they played a whole bunch of other guys inside, and and they did, you know, they did multiple things just because they had Andrews and Calcaterra. That's when they started doing big because that was their strength. I think if you have a Trajan Bridges on one side and you have a Calcaterra on the other, or a, you know, Brayton Willis on the other, or a whoever on the other, but a, they they don't Lee really Morris. like to run I mean, for a wide. When you're talking about what they play to their strengths with, they're gonna run split back. They're gonna right, run split back with Jalen Hurts. I mean, I get all that, but. They'll be. I understand what you're saying, but I think Riley's smart enough to know that. And Bridges can do outside and inside too. So I mean that that's where he's going to get to play a little bit more than most other because he reminds me a lot of Shep a little bit in his skill set, just because he can do inside outside. They I mean they move Shepard around everywhere. You move Shepard around everywhere, everywhere because you really didn't have depth, right? And that was the thing because that dude was supposed to be playing. Well, on the and slide. he was. A mismatch hell for well, everybody. Well, you're a mismatch so hell in his routes. no matter who you are. Because you can be big and be a mismatch. You can be small and be a mismatch. You just have to be big yeah, and fast but he's or small so and fast. <laughs> so, like, I, I, what I'm saying here is you're, you're telling me that they're playing to their strengths when you had basically two tight ends last year and you ran them all the time. That's not depth. That's not necessarily playing to your, your strength as a depth. That's just saying, hey— we're going to be able to beat people up if they're going to play a, a linebacker over the top of Grant Calcaterra or Lee Morris, and they did, right? So when they brought down yeah. a DB to cover up that guy, then you went to a Miles Tease, then you went to a Basquin, then you went to a, a Drake Stoops. But what you saw was four two five or three three five, mm-hmm. right? You saw dudes get covered up by safeties. And when they got covered up by big safeties, you're telling Grant Calcaterra or Lee Morris go get open, and guess what they couldn't do? You know, so like I, I get it. I get that you want to be able to cover all your bases, but I'm also just looking at it from the standpoint of, when, how's my kid gonna see the field? You know, like, and I, I know that's not necessarily what what folks want to be asking or talking about because they think that when you come to Oklahoma, you should just take what you're given and then compete for a job. But sometimes you get schemed out just because. Yeah. We look better when we run four guys across the board that are six three or taller, and you and they you, do. And if you can you recruit think- to that, do it. You don't think that Trajan Bridges is good enough that they just go, man, we're going to have to scheme to make sure that he's on the field? As a true freshman? No. I don't I'm think any of I'm not as a true freshman. I think he's going to get to play, though. I think he's going to oh, yeah, play I quite think, a bit. Yeah, but, I, yeah. but uh, the over-under that we need to we need to play this game, and maybe we should need to play it closer <laughs> to, to preseason of over-under four games, right? Which guy red shirts? You know? I don't think I don't think either one of those three red shirts. I don't know, I'm man. Hearing. I think one of them is red shirting. I think Stogner might, but I hear Stogner is really impressive too. So I don't know. Okay, who have you heard is not impressive? Uh, um, you know, you hear you hear that some guys have struggled and whatnot. I mean, 
something. I mean, some guys took more time to get acclimated than others. Um, you know, Theo Weiss is a guy that I've heard kind of took a little bit of time to get acclimated, and he's finally started coming around. But I think a lot of that had to do with him being a little banged up. So um, I think he's, you know, coming back on the men's and getting better. So they have high hopes for him. I mean, that's kind of a little stuff that I hear. But um, Trajan was another guy that struggled a little bit to start. I mean, you talk to anybody that knows him and they'll say, yeah, but once he got going, he's gotten going. He, the last couple of weeks, from what I hear, he's been really good. So we'll see. I've heard. But it is seven on seven, so we can't really base much off that. I mean, unless It's just playing. the understanding of of the your 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 routes and how how to get open against certain defensive coverages is basically all it is. There's no real contact. Well, I mean, I, and I get that, right? And I think everybody listening gets that. But I again, I don't. I no longer look at kids, even as early enrollees, and say that kid right there gonna play a lot of snaps because the talent is getting so deep on that side of the ball in particular. Mm-hmm. Now, defensively, we can still gamble on that a little bit, but I'm not even that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold on a lot of that because you're getting lots of experience to guys that used to have four or five stars next to their names, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Woody. We have, I'm the first person to bring up Woody Washington in this particular conversation, and that dude was the number one player <laughs> in the state of Tennessee, right? Yeah, he was really good. Right. So, and we're, do we think that he knocks off Trey Norwood or Trey Brown or Parnell Motley this year? That's what I'm saying, right? So, like, uh, you know what? I'm not going to say he won't because well, I'm I mean, not sold on. You know, I don't think he's going to knock off Trey Brown. Uh, I think Trey Brown starts because he fits what Grinch wants to do. Obviously, he's not tall like the guys that they're trying to recruit, but he's physical like the guys they're trying to recruit. And that's ultimately he's physical and fast. And he battles, man. That dude battles for everything. He's the one guy out there, you know, down in and down out that that guy's battling for the ball. He makes He's the hardest guy to throw on in Oklahoma secondary right now. Right, so that's one corner. Okay. So I think I think no. So if you're asking, I think Woody Washington has a chance on the other side. Yeah. I think they all have a chance. Yeah. You know, I think they're all good, and I think in, in spring ball they're all going to have an opportunity. But again, Miguel Edwards had a pick this time last year. We hadn't heard word one about him. I think that's another guy that can play. If Buki uh, or Justin Broyles moves back, Miguel's a guy that you hear is making big strides right now. So, I mean, ultimately, it's going to – what is he going to do during the spring? Because this is his time to shine. It's time to put his foot forward, you know, going into fall and summer. Because if he doesn't, then he's going to be on the back burner when these other guys get in here, and they're going to want to see these new guys come in because they've already seen what they got out of these spring guys. Spring is going to be huge right now for the perception for these players right now on campus going into summer because – they're going to want to see what these freshmen are going to do when they get on the guys that aren't early enrollees when they get out here come June, July, August and see what they can do before they're going to give those other guys another shot in my opinion. Bro, we said you this last year. We said this last year and Levi Draper had a game. Miguel yeah, Edwards yeah. had a game. Buki looked mm-hmm. good. We did all of this spring like I'm no longer going to hype spring. I'm just not going to do it because one of us is going to get burned. Because we saw some really good stuff in spring ball that just doesn't seem to matter when but preseason diff- camp comes. The difference is, is one, the, the staff is completely different. And not on so the offensive side of the ball. 
but on the defensive side, it is, and that's ultimately what we were just talking about. And well, uh, they are, they're they're the guys that we're trying to figure out who's going to do what. When we know on the offensive side of the ball, they're going to be good. Like that's not even a question. It's how are these guys going to play on defense? Who's going to play? And how are they going to stand out during spring? Because Grinch is a guy that this spring matters to him, and he's not coming in with any bias. And that's the beauty. I mean, we all know Mike Stoops and that staff, they had a little bit of bias because of, you know, previous seasons and being around these guys. Everybody builds bias. But right now, these guys don't because they haven't been around them. Yeah, so well, that, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Late. We'll see because I think football coaches are football coaches. Like, I get it. I understand. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But, you know, they can't go in and go, well, this guy, this guy. They haven't been able to see these guys live that's ultimately what's going to change their mind in comparative to what they saw on film last year because what they watch what they saw on film they're going to want all the guys that were behind them to get a better shot over the starters because it was that bad oh man i don't i okay so like this is where i'm gonna ride for and i'm for just the, making a tongue-in-cheek joke well and, but that, I, yeah. but i no i get i get where you're going but I, but i'm also what you just said is fueling the fire to the people that don't think that kenneth murray jr can play or think that he was bad last year. Well, then year. they're crazy because that guy has been really good. He is not the problem on defense. Right. And I'm saying, like, of of all the things that you <laughs> wanted to say about this defense, I can point to a handful of dudes that absolutely deserve an opportunity to be at the front of the line come drills. And that's what we're talking about, I mm-hmm. think. I don't yeah. think we're talking about guys that are going to start in the spring game. I'm talking about who's leading drills, okay? Because that's how you establish hierarchy on a football team. Play People yeah. who, know, who played football understand your place in line is your place in line. And nobody's letting you just have their place in line. And sometimes, not sometimes, most of the time, coaches be like, yo, so-and-so, first up, let's go. And that lets you know yep. who is at the top yep. of the depth chart, right? So, like, if you looked at this right now, and we played this game, Trey Brown's leading, uh, Boogie's but, leading. But before you do this, Grinch did say the depth chart is going to change every day during the spring. Uh, well, because- okay, that means there is no depth chart. Pretty much, yeah, but, I mean, he wants people to be able to fight and compete. That's that's his way of saying, if you want to keep that spot, show out today, and you'll be back in that same spot tomorrow. Again, that's football kind of, speak. Football coaches yeah. are football. I, I just, I'm not buying into to this, man. I'm I just understand not. what you're saying, man. Trust me. Okay, get, I'm just, because I, I feel like. But I'm trying are, to buy, I'm trying to believe him at his at face value right now. Uh, I think. Because we don't know any better right now. You know what? Lincoln Riley walked into Austin Kendall's living room and said pretty much the same thing. Okay. <laughs> All right, you may, you made me pull that out. Like I'm just that's where I'm at right now because I don't I don't want anybody lying to me about what is and what isn't. I just want to go out there well, and do my job. Jalen Hurts became available, so you don't turn that down. Well, okay, uh, and that's kind of that's we're gonna figure that out, right? Because yeah. we saw how this played out up north, right? Stillwater, you had Taylor, you had Taylor Cornelius, and you had Mr. Texas Football. And Spencer Sanders and Mike Gundy decided to ride with the kid that's been riding with him the whole time, more than anything else, to demonstrate to everybody that he's loyal, right? To mm-hmm. demonstrate to his kids, especially the ones that you know, like JJ McCarthy. Are you Francis. saying that he's going to be Taylor? He's going to be Corn Dog? Is that what you're? Are you predicting? I'm saying that he would have been Hurts? if if he just said Austin Kendall is my quarterback, right? Because yeah. what was Jalen Hurts? Yeah, what you. were what were Jalen Hurts' options? They were Oklahoma, Miami, Maryland, and staying at Alabama. Ultimately, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Which one of those teams gives him an opportunity to win a championship? Oklahoma. Okay. Does Austin Kendall not give you an opportunity to win a championship? I don't know. That, that's my point right there, right? So, like, when I say football coaches are football Hurts coaches, does. 
because we've seen it. Well, I'm saying like when when I say football coaches are football coaches, right? I'm mm-hmm. saying that what they're saying right now isn't necessarily what's going to be true. They might might they will mean it every with every bit of their fiber today, but then Jalen Hurts comes available. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm just not ready to to. Because if a coach told me that the that the depth chart is always in flux, I'm just saying, okay, you're not going to go in there and move magnets around. Cool. But the, how's that going to change how I play? It's not, or it shouldn't. I should just show up to work and try to beat the guy in front of me. Because if I start thinking about, you know, coaches getting in my head about the depth chart isn't set, the only people that are kind of scared about that might be the starters, but they'll know what, what you know. They didn't play well. They understand. I mean, just treat the kids like adults. That's all I'm saying, man. They're yeah. adults. They're, they're, I mean, I, I mean, I know we call them kids because you and I, we get to know them when they're 15, 16 years old, sometimes younger than that, and they we feel like we've known them for a long time. But the more that I, I stay around this and the more that I talk to former players, the more I talk to guys in the league, they say the smartest thing that they ever did was sit down, shut up, and let let what they mostly say from a, from a hype standpoint go one ear out the other. When they say technique, right, when they say, hey, you got to be able to do this better, that's when your ears perk up. But if you're listening yeah. to, hey, you're going to lose your spot, you probably already lost it. You know? Yep. Uh, I agree. Um, on the on the message board where our VIP members are, we had, or uh, Drum put up uh, a list of, uh, excuse me, he put up a post where folks could ask what they wanted us to talk about. So I'm going through it right now. And I thought there was a really good one uh, that was tailor-made for, Brum, or for Drum, excuse me, which is um, for OU Intex. Uh, this is his question. I would like more information on who we already have on the team and less on the young men we are recruiting for 2020 and 21 and 2022. I really yeah, I responded that, to that. Well, I saw that, <laughs> but you can respond to that one on the board. I mean, on the podcast. Uh, I really hope that as spring practice approaches, is, we get less talk about athletes who may never come to OU and more about what's going on with current players. Just one fan's opinion. Now, give your take on that take, but also please answer the question. Uh, that's easier said than done. Right. I mean, right. I mean right. Right. if I think I told him on the board and I said it politely, I mean, because I appreciate every member that we have. Um, if I said everything that I heard, you know, half the crap's rumors and unconfirmable stuff, and that would be just irresponsible journalism if I did that. And obviously, we have content galore, but we would look like complete idiots, or I, at least I would, 90% of the time, and ultimately so would the rest of the team because guilty by association. Um, but as far as, you know, who we have, um, I think we've been doing that basically this whole podcast. We right. haven't talked recruiting one time. Right, right. And I and I just so, that's the reason I pointed that one out first, right? Is to yeah. is to is to basically give you an opportunity to dunk on that person because you're being a Debbie Downer. And I understand wanting more team information, but also we're not Charlie Casserly. Like that's that's kind of my bit on this is you and yeah. I both hear a lot. You and I both keep a lot to ourselves because we're going, okay, let me go suss that out first, because that might be like we've done this on the phone. I've called you and been like, "Hey, hadn't heard much about this kid. This is what I got." And sometimes it lines up, and other times it's like, "Nah, I didn't hear that. That's, I don't think that that's a thing to run with." Yeah, right. I mean, so we do yeah, that. Yeah, because people just say stuff, and you're just like, "Okay, well, I." And somebody, you know, you hear it from people that are normally spot on, but sometimes you're like, mm, "That doesn't sound like anything that could be right." And then you know, sometimes we're wrong, and it is right, but 
a lot of times, you know, our gut feeling is right the first time and and we're the right ones on, you know, what we've heard and and, and deciding whether it's true or not and, and after we've obviously dug through and sift through all the information and talked to, to people, it's it's harder than it leads on to be because you can't just come out and say, Hey, this guy is running a four two five forty. I heard it. Well, no, you need multiple people to tell you that. You can't just go off and say it. I mean, it's there's got to be some proof in the pudding before you put it up on a message board because what we put up on VIP, yeah, it's VIP, but ultimately somebody takes it and says it somewhere else, and then our name's attached to it. Which is the point, we look like right? Fools. That's the point, yep. right? The point is for yep. our VIP members to feel like they know something, that perhaps yep. others who are just kind of on the outside literally looking in don't know, and that's the reason that we are very judicious about what we put up there. But also, there are times when I just I got it nailed, and I'll tell I'll tell Brandon that he's like, yeah, man, put that up, or he has it nailed, and he just goes and puts it up. So it's not as if uh, we, we're just doing this willy nilly, because frankly, my reputation, my my word means a lot. I know yours does too, and that's what we got in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to take on this particular question that I thought was pretty good. Uh, as a tease more than anything else. Should we expect more offers this year compared to last year with Grinch picking out guys trying to rebuild relationships? What is Ringo's plan? And is it possible yeah. to pick up Ringo, Covington, a random <laughs> and sell or excuse me, random and sellers. Yeah, Spen- he meant ransom. He, yeah, he ransom, means right. Ransom. Does yeah. Spencer's recruitment help us with these kids considering all of Arizona? Now just as backdrop here, Seguro has three guys that are absolutely yeah awesome prospects. I'm not sure Crazy that all three good. end yeah. up here. I'm not sure that I would I would bet on one I would bet on one at this point. The other two I'm not real yeah, sure. I'm not I'm not gonna say which but if you've been reading the board you have an opportunity to to know that. Now Ringo is the Pied Piper he's, even as he doesn't know he's the Pied Piper. That's a kid that just kinda the more I talk to him the more he kinda keeps to himself. Um but when you look at him and you see him play, you're like, Good God, man. You know the you know yeah, who he reminds ridiculous. me of like and who's that big out of the corner? People are gonna people are gonna get really upset with me when I say this, but I look at his size, not his skill set, his size. His comp is Cortez Johnson. It's a good comparison. Thank you, right? And every time I bring that up, people are like yeah, him and I hate Sherman, you, RJ. I, I think of him and Richard Sherman. Yeah, I mean, because the length and the, uh, but but he's just bigger yeah. than Sherman. Yep, yeah, you know? he's bigger than Sherman. Yeah, definitely. Which yep. is which yeah. is really Cortez, ridiculous to to think about as a high school kid, but you it's true. Know who the, uh, you want to know who the other one is that I I always I thought of the first time I watched him. We got Chajoke on your getcha. Oh my God, five star the flex. Man, all right. Him or but, R.J. I mean, Washington, the biggest flat star. They were both the exact. They're both built like freaking Greek gods. Right, right. It's like, man, you just made somebody so happy and so upset because there's a group of people yep. that don't know who you're talking about, and there's other people being like, "Oh my God, that person." Yeah. <laughs> nice it's pull. Okay, on you getcha. Nice that guy, pull. The biggest hype guy to come through Norman outside of smoke. Smoke, what was his name? Smoke, uh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, the, the linebacker, Chris, Chris, uh, Bryce Young was Chris. <laughs> no, no, not Bryce. No, I know. I know. I'm not getting into that. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Chris, uh, Jacob Phillips, God. what? 
Chris Patterson. Oh yeah, Chris Smoke yeah, Patterson. Right. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, like, all right. So I just gotta. We just comped two dudes that absolutely did not work out at Oklahoma. To nope. what is the best cornerback in the 2020 class? You know, like uh, when Elias Ricks Keely. made the move to corner, like as a recruit, I was like, oh okay, now we got competition. But even then, nah, just it's Keeley. I was about to say. I got to tell nah, you, though. It's Keeley, yeah. I, I got to tell you, though. The biggest upside is Keeley. But the guy oh, that yeah. I expect to be the better pro is Elias. Now, I know that's hurting everybody's feelings because that kid's No, 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 no. I, I get what you're coming from. Okay. Just, yeah, right. I get what you're, I, yeah, I get what you're saying there. Um, Yeah, I got you because, well, Elias is more, I mean, that guy's more trained up. He's a lot more smooth. I mean, that guy. He's also taller. By the way. Yeah, he's longer. He's, he's six three he's, already. Just his technique is just stupid good. Yeah, but as far as like raw ability, Keeley is by far, man. That guy's so good too. Um, I and Oklahoma has a shot. I mean, I'll say it. I mean, that, the Oklahoma has a legitimate shot at him. The only issue there is the same issue you're going to run in with Covington, and you're going to run in with Sellers, and that's you know their coaches. Former Texas Longhorn, so. I I um, think that I, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and hedge here. Um, if you're asking me to nail it today, I would say Oklahoma leans. If you're the first thing, I would say I, you got one Oklahoma lean in there. Yeah, by far. Uh, I, I mean, think, not even close. Yeah. But, okay. Like, who, close. who do you th- yeah. who do you think I'm calling the Washington lean? Washington. Yeah. Probably Sellers. No. You think Ringo? Yeah. Like, I get that really? Texas is the hype, and I understand it, right? And I get the, the, well, the Texas Well, I knew that deal. those are the three schools that he likes, was Washington, Oklahoma, and Texas. Yeah, but, okay, but, so so put this also together. Who was the last great corner to come out of Seguro? It's Byron Murphy. Where did Byron Murphy uh, that's go? right. Right? Who was his boy? Yeah. Who was the first team that was in on him? Like in a big way. That's true. What's closest to his home? Where did he sure. move from? People forget he moved from uh from I think Seattle. Yeah. Or Tacoma. Yeah, and he's friend he's friends he's real close with uh uh Smalls. Right. Um I can't remember how do you say his first so, man, I can't pronounce the kid's first name. You I'm, know what I'm talking about though. Yeah, the other five star. But I'm DB. also I'm saying that people are really, really not understanding what we're putting out there or at least what I'm putting out there I'm not gonna throw your name in that but Washington has the inside track here in a way that OU and Texas just don't you know, yeah um the good news is that I mean we've already put up on the board weeks ago Ringo's coming in for the spring game right. so is Sellers right. so is he was supposed Covington's to be here for a uh, junior day yeah both of them were Covington in or Covington did show up but so was but they all three Sellers of them were and, supposed uh, to yeah yeah Ringo went to the Pylon 707 tournament in Vegas um they backed out like last minute like on a Thursday um I just remember getting a text from Ringo saying hey man I'm not coming and Sellers was like right behind him uh but Covington stayed true and I think that right there was the fact that Covington came by himself and had such a good time and was able to go back and sell that to those two is something Oklahoma is it like normally it's bad you know when somebody backs out and they don't make it but it almost helps solidify the fact that they're going to come in on an official now because of 
just how much he's hyping up Covington's hyping that up. That's a great point. It really is. It's a great point, especially piggybacking on Lincoln saying, hey, look, spring game this year, it's going to be bigger than last year. And y'all remember, that was an extremely big deal. 52,000 people. Yeah, 50-something thousand right? people. Yeah. Broke the record at Oklahoma by 9,000 with crap weather. You had seven commits, but you got 11 dudes that showed up that, that are Sooners, right? So the yep. fact that you can get that guy coming back with hype, right, after getting hyped yeah. up about, hey, y'all missed out on junior day, I'll obviously it's a really good look for you. But what I want to yeah. know and what I think we'll find out, you know, just the kids got to get here. Who's the guy that he's going to get tight with on this staff? Right? Because that, I mean, I thought it was Grinch because Grinch had tied to Ohio State. By far, I think Manning's the guy. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of the thing, right? Or Viney. Viney's actually a good guy to get tight with. Well, I think he would. Viney seems to be the guy when I talk to these defensive backs right now. Yeah, and I got another, I got another couple things coming on the board here in the next day or so. Dude, Viney's a guy that a lot of these guys are like, hey, I talked to Viney. But, I mean, they don't talk about Viney as a guy that, you know they're super close with they just say he, they talk to him a lot but they they bring him up in a way that like hey i really like him because he gets me he's young um but they talk about grinch and manning as guys that just completely relate people forget grinch and manning are young like they're young grinch, and they're grinch they're, is doggone near 40 yeah but i mean that's that's young and coach you know, I, don't know. Coach. I think of Lincoln as young. I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. So like, I understand what you're getting at when you're saying the. the I think the. I think the mean average of a coach uh, at the coordinator level is like, fifty-seven. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, he he still gets it. No, so. it's not. But it, but you know, Tim Kish could bring him in too. I'm just saying that. Yeah, he did. Tim was a good recruiter. But but Tim also was the guy that. Tim, Tim was understated as a guy that could relate to folks. I mean, you brought this mm -hmm. point up. Uh, I think either in talking to him, talking with me, I'm not sure if it's on the podcast, but it was, look, man, Spencer Rattler and Mark Andrews, we owe that to Tim Kish. That guy yeah. brought those people to the table, you know, and I just go, I mean, we don't know enough about the staff. We don't know enough about their track record. We know who they're offering and we know what early conversations are like, but I remember just doing the due diligence on Alex Grinch and I, I asked Mike Leach about this. Look, can the guy recruit? And he's like, you never really know until you get a guy there. So we're going to find out. We're going to find out real quick. But, again, the guys that they've taken so far on defense, they aren't his. You right. know? So, basically, we don't know. Like, who who's the first domino to fall? Like, I mean, that, that's a that's a VIP post, so don't answer that question. But Yeah, but I mean, I uh, – yeah. I mean, it's – we've – I mean, I you know who I think the first domino defense right. back to fall. Right. I, uh, I – yeah, we've. Yeah, we, it's pretty we, obvious. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and it's a matter of when. Right now, yeah. I get stacking up your commitments. I get that you know you want to keep your momentum going, and you'll tell. I mean, you'll you'll flat out just talk to kids, be like, so when were you thinking about doing this? Uh, X Y Z. All right. Well, it works best if we do it on this day. And all right, whatever. And those are conversations that are had all across college football, right? Yeah, I will say this. You know, there's a Bama commit, and. Jacquez Robinson out of uh, Jacksonville. Who is taking the trip, yeah, to spring yeah. game. And he flat out told me, he said, look, I I have OU, LSU, and Alabama. They're tied for me. He goes, I'm committed to Bama because I loved it. He goes, but if I go to Oklahoma and I love it, I'll flip. Like, he's not. 
a guy that's tied down. He sounds to me like a kid that really is torn between three schools, and he named Grinch as the reason why. Okay, so, so I thought that was kind of interesting. That's that is <clears throat> that is the, I'm gonna say that's the glass half full look at that view. I'm still in this very uh -huh. I'm in this conflicted zone of especially uh, as I get to know kids because I usually get to know them really well after commitments, right? Because then you just have yeah. an opportunity to talk for a while, but. Because I'll talk to you because you're an OU guy. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But but also, when you when when you commit to Alabama, and you commit this early, I feel like Nick Saban and and Carl Scott and Pete Golden is like, look, it's on the table right now. Do you want it right now? And you're gonna take it if you're smart, right? And then you'll be like, all right, cool. Now yeah. that I got this, now that I have this spot locked up, I'll still take my visits and whatnot. But who's to say they don't get a let let's for the sake of argument, and this is not anywhere near happening okay people this is a speculation for the sake of argument let's say that elias ricks flipped from lsu to alabama who's the first kid out the door who's the first kid you're going to be like you know what we're sorry Probably that Robinson you wanted the three the four star right yeah. right so i think yep. that a lot of that is because because that was really weird right because when that happened we were like wait a second Huh? They're taking Yeah, he kids? just got done telling us LSU and OU were tied for one and two. Right. And I like think, tied for his top schools, yeah. You know, and, and we, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, that's not a camp offer. And some of them are. No, it was a legit offer. Right. Like, I mean, he, he, he did it in person. They committed in person. Saban took it. So it it was, and if you saw, I watched, I saw him in person, man. No, he, no, he, legit, he's, yeah, he, six foot three. Uh, uh, oh my God, he's so tall. Yeah, I mean, the, the, he's a, and he's so his hips are so Ringo's I mean, that, much I mean, more polished. Yeah. That's the like when you look yeah. at Ringo and you look at Robinson, you see a bigger kid, right, in Ringo, because the, the dude just does not look like he's gonna be playing corner, except he will. And that's really the difference, right? It's that and and mm -hmm. a little bit of polish. Because again, I keep telling people, the guy that I would bet on right now, today, in the twenty twenty class, out of all of these kids, and I'm talking about the quarterbacks too, is still Elias Ricks. I just I watched that kid play and I see Pat mm -hmm. Peterson. You know? Oh, last year at the opening as a sophomore. Oh god, yes, ridiculous. right? He was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. and the only guy that gave him trouble was Weiss. And even then I saw him. And Hazelwood, pick it off. Hazelwood gave him a little bit of fits too. Okay, yeah. all right. So I didn't I didn't see the Hazelwood reps. Yep. I didn't think see the Hazelwood reps. But I, I just, just happened to be because I was up there at that top one time. Just but he's a twenty twenty yeah. kid with twenty nineteen yeah. kids. Yeah. You know, that was the other exactly. thing. Exactly. You know, and I, I and all of a sudden people are shading Jace McClellan, and I'm going, I didn't see this kid. If play. they're doing that, my gosh, not just the state title game, but Sunday at the Dallas opening. All right, so get into that. Get into your takeaways like from that. Fools, just Jace McClellan's a freak. He's so good. He's not gonna blow you away with his forty or anything like that. But you throw the pads on, where you throw those cat and mouse games with him. And he's just – he's impossible because there's something about him that he sees the game faster than you're moving. And that means you're moving slow compared to what he's doing because he's always two or three steps ahead of you in everything that he does. And that, as a running back, that's 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 Joe Mixon. That's Adrian Peterson. That's Samaj P. Ryan. They're always going to be a couple of steps ahead because they can see the play happening. They can see the holes opening up. They can see the defenders' movement, exactly what they're going to do before they do it. That You can't teach that, and he has that. And he's ridiculous. He's big. He's got thighs that look like tree trunks. 
and he's solid Oklahoma. I mean, the guy says I'm taking visits, but it's going to take a ton to pull me away from OU because I feel like I fit that offense. And he's also he's coming up to take his official visit on the spring game. So they're bringing in all their commits to really, really help these guys that are not committed come in. I wouldn't be shocked to see five, six commits again on the spring game again. I mean, that's just ultimately what – and I'm not talking about just 2020. I'm talking about 2021. Maybe some 2022 kids will commit. I don't know. But Riley has this spring thing down to an arc. It's pretty impressive after one year just how good they had this thing out done. But as far as, like, the, the Dallas Regional, I mean – Well, let me even, let me throw some names at you. Let me throw some okay. names at you because we're running out of time here. Okay. Um, in particular, I'm going to throw three, and I want you to give me just – I want you to give me bite-sized information because there's okay. a, lot, but a bunch you. of this stuff is on the board, people. You know, yeah. so you either read it already or you need a subscription. Um, all right, let's start with uh, 2020. Tell me what you thought of Drew Sanders. Dude, he's massive. Like, you can't – you watch him on film, but seeing him in person and standing there talking to him – okay, I'm six one. okay? He makes me look small. I'm 6'1", 225. He makes me look small, man. He is ridiculous. He's in the, There were people up in the stands, um, and they were all talking. I went up there. My wife and kids came up, and um, obviously there was a family that came down with us because their friends um, was competing at the quarterback. Um, so uh, and, and one of the, the – the kids on the OU team so but uh anyways they we all met and stuff down there and uh but they were all talking about it and the people behind us were like who is that guy that's five whatever 34 whatever his number was and I was like that's Drew Sanders coming to OU like he is massive nobody could believe that he was just a junior they thought he was already in college so I mean he's ridiculous he's he can play linebacker tight end whatever you want this kid to do I think he's going to be a good rush end for Oklahoma because I think he's going to put on 30, 40 pounds and be just Dan Cody-esque for Oklahoma would be my guess. He reminds me of like Dan Cody or like a bigger Jeremy Bill, just really twitchy, really twitchy off the edge. Um, who else okay. do you want to talk uh, about? Uh, give me a little bit on, on Prince Dorby. And he deserves to be a five-star, by by the way. Uh, Definitely Drew, I think Drew Sanders is going to get there. Yeah, I think we're yeah, going to be on that. He already is. He's 13th, so they just haven't given the stars out yet. But yeah, he's going to be a five-star. Anyway, who else? Uh, Prince Dorba. Slim, slender than I thought he was, but I, I attribute that because of basketball. He's been playing basketball. Um, I, the guy is so quick off the edge. His first step, he knows how to use his hands. Um, he went with Tommy Brockmeyer out of uh, St. Episcopal in uh, Fort Worth. He went toe-to-toe with that guy, and that guy's going to be a five-star. Um, and he was really good. Brockmeyer, twenty twenty one defensive offensive tackle. I hate that is, drill. By the way, I just I just gotta say it. I hate that drill because with I think the one on ones. Yeah, I think it's a pass rush drill. I think that the offensive lineman. It is. It's definitely a pass rush. Yeah, drill. I just yeah. I think that you know when they beat up on these kids that are five stars or four stars or whatever. I'm I'm gonna tell you that I just this is just my peeve. All right, this has nothing to do with what Brandon saw. I'm just tired of watching just two dudes play tackle who are happen to be six foot seven, six foot eight, be able to fend off these kids because it's not a drill that is built for them to succeed. It's just for them to make, be made to look fools. And I don't like it anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. But I mean, the Brock Meyer was so good. Um, yeah. Dorbra is 
Oklahoma has a really good shot there. Um, he grew up idolizing Obo and Caraguo. Um Kind of, you know, wants his game to be just like his and, and really tries to mirror his game after Obo. So, um, and they play the same position. So that, and that, you know, I talked to uh, Barton Simmons and that's who we both turned and we're like, here reminds us of Obo. I mean, just, just everything about the way he goes about his speed rushes and everything. The only thing he doesn't do is the spin move that Obo got down, but Obo didn't perfect that till his junior and senior years. So, um, of college. So that he's going to be a guy to watch. Oklahoma has a really good shot. I think he says Oklahoma is definitely going to get an official. So, uh, that's one to watch. And he, he's got a chance to be a five-star as well later on as you know, the rankings progress. Last guy before we get out of here is a uh, dude you're very high on. We've been talking about it for a little while. 2021 Ethan Dow. Yeah, he was really good again. He won the MVP at the Army All-American Combine in San Antonio, and he was beating up on 2020. Four and five-star offensive linemen like they were nothing. And he did it again this past week. So, I mean, man, he's good. He's And he's raw. He's never been taught how to rush. Never. And you could tell when they moved him inside, he moved himself inside because he wanted to get more reps. And I, afterwards, he walked in. He's like, should I have done that? I was like, no, because that hurt him. He could have been top five at that point as far as performance goes. But he last two or three reps, he moved inside. And rushing inside between the tackles is way harder uh, when you don't have your outside shoulder free to do whatever you want to do. So uh, he's he is uh, going to learn. And he's going to be really good. And he's going to weigh about 250, 260, maybe 270. And he ran a 471 or whatever it was at uh, 235 pounds. So he's he's an impressive individual that is going to be really, really special. And I know we say that a lot, but he is. I mean, the guy is so raw that he has a chance. This spring, he will have double-digit offers by the end of the spring. Guaranteed. I mean that's ten, so he's. I mean he's like. Yeah, but I mean he's he's. I mean he's a sophomore though. Yeah. Okay. I I get you. I'm not trying to be a downer on that, but I'm just saying you know if they if he doesn't get. The There's 10, not a lot of 2021 kids with ten offers. I mean. That's I, that's no no no. But to be fair, you're not covering the kid if he's not the kind of kid. Like in Weatherford, that. Oklahoma. That's <laughs> another thing. Um. All right, so it's been a while since we did these sorts of things, yeah. but Brandon's got a life. I've got a life. We're trying to make this work. He's working i'm working we both work at the same place ouinsider.com this is ouinsider.com podcast we would appreciate it if you rate and review the podcast tell your buddies to subscribe and you know flex on them because you're a member or you're not if you're not a member you're being flexed on and i know that brandon and uh colin kennedy are going to have a lot more from the dallas opening regional they had a good time they got a lot of information yep we're headed down to houston in a week not this weekend, but the next weekend. So, And you're also going to get plenty of spring football practice notes because oh the availability gosh, yep. is tomorrow. And also, Pro Day is next week, and I'm sure that we'll have a lot to say about the most watched Prediction. Pro Day in the nation. Huh? Prediction. What do you think Kyler runs at 40? 438. I was going to say 437. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Um, That's going to be a – it's going to price is <laughs> Uh, what do you bet, Marquise Brown? Do you think he runs or doesn't? No, run? he's not gonna run. He's 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 done. He's never. We're never gonna know his forty time. He's barely gonna be healthy enough for rookie camp. I know. I agree. 
I just thought some people were trying to say that he might run. I just don't oh, see it. No, but... he's not going to run, but I'll put this out there before we go. I got this video that's going up on Thursday. This will, this podcast will be out on a Wednesday. I talked with Jeff Bidette, who dropped 427 last year at his 40, about how he was able to do it and who he thought were the fastest. That's a free story uh, on OUinsider.com that I wrote where he was basically guessing at these guys' 4-4s four or four fours, 40s in Rodney Anderson, Marquise Brown, and Kyler. Really interested to see. Do you think Rodney Kyler. runs? I mean, at his personal pro day? Because he's not going to run at this one. Yeah. I don't you think, think he's he going to run. I don't, I don't like, think he's going like to run it. Three weeks. I don't think he's going to run it. You don't? No. Okay. I think. I don't either. I think, uh, I mean, Bedette thinks he's a 4 4 guy. Which, oh, I, I agree. I, I agree. I, uh, I think he's low 4 5s, high 4 4s. I've blown out my ACL twice. I haven't got faster after blowing out my ACL. Oh, I thought we were talking pre. Okay, well. No, no, we're talking about um, today. We're talking about right now. Okay. That's what I matters. Was like, I was like, when I watched him play, he looked like a low 4-5. No, 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 no. no. I, I would agree with that. But I'm saying, like, I need to see okay. it now. After yeah, having, okay. I mean, no, having I'm surgery you. on I that knee. I think he's probably a high 4-5, low 4-6. I'm, I'm thinking he's at 4-5 flat. I just want, I'm not ready to say 4-4-9. Okay. Right? That's, that's it. I got you. I think that, I think whatever Josh Jacobs would have put down, Rodney Anderson could probably run with him. And that's that's who you really got to compete with in this class because Justice Hill to me is the top tailback, just period. Yeah. Um. Who who do you think before we go outside of who do you think gets drafted first, Ford or Brown? Ford. That's a tough question, though, huh? Yeah. Well, okay. So look, when we're looking at the draft, we're talking about need, right? We're not talking about the best player. Mm-hmm. We're talking about need. And I see that McShay has Brown going number 15 to Washington, and God knows they need wideouts, right? But I just think yeah. that there's going to be people that I mean, pass a quarterback on that guy. Too. I, th- I, don't, I don't think – I think he's – people are going to hate me for this. He's going to slide out of the first round. I think he's a mixin'. I think he's a guy that is going to be a take at the top of the second round. You're talking about Ford or Brown? Hollywood. Hollywood, okay. Yeah. So you think Ford's going to go – he's going to go mid – I think he's going to go mid first round, probably 15, 16. Uh, I'm like thinking that. round 25, 23. I mean, you think? Okay. McShay had I, I, I predict the Texans, which makes I sense. I thought it was to me. between 15 and 20, so we're not too far off. No, 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 no. But I, I don't. Um, I'd be shocked if three, three OU guys went first round in this, in this draft. Not because they're not good, but because they don't always fit the need, right? Because if Kyler right. does go one, I got reason to believe he slides to. 13, and I just don't necessarily to see... To Miami? Yeah, I don't necessarily see Marquise I going really to wish 15. the Broncos would do something, man. That's pissing me off. Flacco! We haven't talked about this. I don't want to talk about uh, it. I was about to say, we got to have the point. We got to have the segment where I just riffed Brandon about his Broncos. My God! I freaking hate my life right Joe now. Flacco? When I, when I saw that, I think I woke up to it from, like, a nap and just wanted to throw my phone. Oh, my God. Because I was like, wait a second. What's wrong with Keenum if you're going to get flack? And people are like, God, Super Bowl ring. So why oh, not my God. What? draft a good quarterback? I mean, my, or, hey, dude, trade for Josh Rosen, for Christ's sakes. Do it. Please. Oh, my God. It ain't happening because. Dude. I know, but please do it. Give them the, what do we have, the 11th pick, 10th, something like that. Give it to them. Oh, my God. I'm just. All right. 
that's gonna do it for this episode of Young and Drum. We're trying to do this more regularly, but you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll it'll be better. I'm my travels. I'm bringing my microphone now. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. even then, right? Stuff happens. Like news will break, and yeah, we'll be like, we, well, we, we started one, and then a freaking technical difficulty. No, just, that yes, that was the that worst. was awful. That was the worst. Was we awful. had to scrap it. That was like three weeks ago too. Yeah. So it's not as if we weren't trying. And we are, because we enjoy jamming with each other. This turns into sports radio a lot. And that I end up arguing with Brandon about circular issues. But at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, it's my butt. I'm enjoying it. I'm glad that it. And we're going to keep it going. Yes, All right. Talk to you guys later. Deuces. See y'all.